I'm Megan. I'm Colin. And this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional. Confessional. An open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Brought to you by Time to Pet. Sometimes the simplest ideas can grow beyond our wildest imaginations. That's exactly what happened to Griselle Arroyo, owner of Arroyo Pet. What started off by doing just nail trims and some home baths for her clients in her community during the pandemic has now reached the point where Griselle is going into it full time. Today, Griselle shares her journey from simple, straightforward idea into how she's managing the growth and what her plans are for the future. Let's get started. Yeah, thank you so much, Colin. Um, So again, how he said, my name is Griselle Arroyo. I am from the Chicago area, and I am a former veterinary technician and now the proud owner of uh, Arroyo Pet. (laughs) So you say former vet tech. uh, How did you get started in the pet care? Oh, that's a great question. So I, I've always wanted to start my own business. And I have to admit, COVID kind of pushed me to take that plunge. Um, so during that time, you know, I, I was working as a former veterinary technician. Um, and I was living paycheck to paycheck, unfortunately, and that industry just doesn't pay very well. Um, so I decided to leave the industry due to the financial reasons. Um, but I still had like that empty feeling of, you know, I have that void to be filled. Um, and I went to school for animal sciences. That's what I have my bachelor's degree in. Um, so I was thinking, you know, my passion is still working with animals. I had a great idea of offering nail trim services and at-home baths in the area I was living in during that time. So I honestly started working and offering these services, heading over to clients' homes with face mask protection, gloves, you know, when COVID hit, um, because, you know, there was a lot of people who were not comfortable with being out in public during that time. Mm. And fast forward to now, and I've grown in size. I have over 100 clients and I've implemented more services such as pet sitting, drop-in visits, dog walking and grooming now. Wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really Thank cool. You. And and you said, you know, you mentioned that you had always wanted to start a business. What is it about running your own business and being an entrepreneur that's so attractive to you? Yeah, I think it's the the freedom, the the financial freedom and also I've always liked to be a leader. Um I've had backgrounds in in leadership positions, um you know, even in high school up to now in college. Um uh, that's so, something that I always love to do. And if I can implement that in having my own business with animals, I was like, well, this is a great idea because I love what I do and you know, being able to start something from nothing to now, it's it's a great goal for me to achieve. Um and hopefully planning on leaving my full-time job so that I can run my, my business full-time. Oh, that's really cool. I, it really is mm-hmm. a, a sense of, um, of of pride in like the good sense of to mm-hmm. put your head down at night and know what you were able to do that day and that it was something that you built, right? And I think that that's something that very often we kind of forget to do is just be 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 proud of ourselves whenever we've done a day's work and when we've helped others too. Yes, yeah, that's that's definitely true. And even then, now it's like that's the motivation right now. Mm. Um, again, because I work a full time job while I run my business, so it's like you know what I'm gonna, I'm going to get there. That's the goal for 2022. I know it's going to be a great year, and you know I hopefully motivate others to do the same as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's it's remembering why why we did this and being plugged into to something bigger. You know, you said that you had a background in vet tech. Um, how does that mm. influence? how you run your business and, and what you, what do you bring to your clients? Yeah, of course. Um, I, I, being a previous vet tech, it actually allows 
open like more doors to open for me. Um, you know, I have specific clients who have those pets that have those specific needs, you know, they're diabetic, asthmatic, you know, anything that requires that medical attention is something that I can provide for my clients. And it also gives me that additional trust um, with my clients right now and potential clients as well. You know, having that experience, it's like, well, if you have a pet who needs me to administer any medication or is diabetic and needs an insulin shot. You know, I, I have my four year and a half years of experience with that and it makes clients feel more comfortable as well. It's like, okay, she, they, they have that peace of mind that I, I can take care of their pets the way that they're taking care of them at home. Yeah. It's amazing how many kind of special needs pets are out there when you start looking. And really when you have that skill set and you start working with them, It feels like they kind of come out of the woodwork and then start finding you because you do have those skills and they they talk a lot to each other about about recommending services. Yeah, and it's definitely worked out. It's helped my clients and other potential clients as well, Um, especially when I can recommend, hey, you know, I've noticed that your pet, you know, they have a little bit of an ear infection and I know, you know, what to look for. Um, and I would always advise, you know, I'd best to advise with your vet just to make sure there's nothing else going on. So I can at least recommend those things and know those potential signs of, you know, for example, like an ear infection or something else. Yeah. You know, you said you started out with, with nail trims and at-home baths. Why did you start with those particular services? And when did you decide it was time to add on others to it? Yeah. So those were the, the easiest services that I, I could think of. Like, you know what? I can do nail trims. I, I've worked at PetSmart previously and it's something that I've had experience with. Like I can knock out a nail trim in five minutes. And it's like, this is an easy service that clients don't have to drive to either their um, animal hospital or let's say um, any other pet store. You know, I can come to them, especially during COVID. It's an easy service. We can even do it outside. Um, and you know, I can get it done with no, no issues. Um, with bathe, with baths too, that'd be something where, you know, we can, Hey, I can take care of your dog. I could do it at home. You don't even have to worry about stepping outside. And on top of that, your pet is being, you know, is comfortable at their own, in their own environment as well. Yeah. Yeah. I know for us in our area, um, all of the grooming salons just totally shut down and Mm -hmm. we had a, I know in our area, we had a real need for people to come into homes and do the baths, do the nail trims, do the maintenance, because it seemed like once everything opened up, dog salons are still, I feel like, really booked up and backed up working through this backlog and trying to get people back up. So what I love about that is you recognize the need and you saw your strengths mm-hmm. and you went, ah, these match up and I can do this right now. And it's flexible, too, around around the job that you had at the time, too. Yeah. And like you said, even now, a lot of groomers are, are trying to keep up with demand from COVID, you know, even from last year. And that also integrated my idea of, well, I can offer these mobile grooming services where I slowly started integrating actual grooming. So instead of doing baths, it's like, well, I can start grooming pets as well. Um, So that's something that I just started in January. And I've um, so far been um, just getting more experience with that too, being transparent with my clients. Hey, I do offer these services, but I do want to let you know, I just started in January. So I don't have much experience, but I would have to say grooms are coming out pretty well and it's been working out for my clients, uh, especially for the ones that get super anxious. You know, you have those pets that cannot do, you know, four or five hours in the, in a kennel or, you know, get super anxious during a car ride and make a huge mess in the, in the you know, in their owner's car. So that's just a convenience for them. 
Well, yeah, and the client isn't having to schedule their time to go drive, drop off, and pick up back in. They can kind of go do their day, and when they come home, up oh, the pet is taken care of, and it's kind of just this kind of magical experience. You're like, it's it's giving them an extra feeling um, that they have is satisfied in, in peace of mind too. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's been working out great, like I said. And when I do my pet sitting um, jobs too, it's like, well, if you want it, your dog to be bathed and groomed on top of that, you can come home to a clean pet and they're well taken care of. Yeah. You know, uh, you had, um, I had seen you write down this where you said you were offering these services to your community and not I'm mm-hmm. offering the services to my clients. And, and I think that's a really mm-hmm. interesting distinction for how you think about and approach the people that you're serving. So talk about your your community and, and how you see yourself in it and in, in giving back to them. Yeah. And and my community actually plays a huge part in the way my business grew. Um, because it was I actually moved to a new area and I offered these services and the way that my community welcomed me was amazing. Um, you know, I, I shared a lot of things through social media and I joined a lot of community groups. And that, you know, was amazing. Like I said, where everyone was very open to the idea. You you start meeting people that um, just have the best interest for you. You have a good relationship with your community, which allows you to connect with people. Um, and being able to have a word of mouth too. It's like, hey, I, I've met her. She's She's great. She's in the area. Well, that also gives that additional trust for new potential clients. And so that's why it's very important with my connection with my community is because for me to give back to that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think viewing, you know, you're viewing yourself as a part of the community, not somebody servicing it, but I, I am a member of this community. And then I think that changes a little bit about how we interact with people, how, uh, you know, how we speak to people, um, how we treat our clients as well, when we recognize we're kind of all in this together. So I, I, I kind of need to, 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 to treat others well. Yeah. And, and that's, it's been great. It's been such a great experience. And like I said, moving into a new area and meeting all of my community members and, and everything and everyone else, you know, in the surrounding areas has been great. Well, so you moved into a new area and you started offering these services. How did you gain traction there and start getting clients? And you kind of mentioned some Facebook groups and word of mouth, but what kind of those first few steps that you took? First few steps, um, I think I, I I went straight to social media. Honestly, I went straight to Facebook. Um, I started joining all these groups, like community groups. And, you know, I, instead of doing it more of like, hey, these are the services I offer. I introduced myself to my community. It's like, hey, this is who I am. This is my background. And this is what I, I want to do for you. This is what I can do for you and your pets. Um, and that that was just something very important for me because, you know, it's like, I don't want to just push these services. Okay, here, here, this is what I do. Contact me. It's like, well, I want them to get to know me. It's someone new coming in. They don't know who I am. And I wanted to introduce myself with you know, everything that I, I have to offer. Yeah. I, I love viewing it as that way. It's not, it wasn't my first post. I was making an introduction because we do have mm-hmm. to get, gain trust. We have to gain familiarity and make ourselves a part of that. And we do that through introducing ourselves. I think that language really does help us understand, helps me understand the importance of those first few things that we put out. This is how I'm going to be perceived. This is how I want people to know about me is this is an introduction. It's not sale, sale, sale. Like you said, it's a, uh, mm-hmm. hi, this is me and my background. Really happy to be here. 
Um, these are some things that I can help with and leave it at that. And it's a way to start people going, okay, that's a person behind that. That's not a, a sales machine or a business. That's, that's somebody that I can now, mm-hmm. now trust and get to know, know more about. Right. And I, I agree with that. And that's what allowed me to gain so many clients right away and have that trust and still be able to build those relationships with, with anyone who's coming in as a potential client and my current clients now. It's like I, it's still very important for me to build those relationships with them. Mm. You, you started off offering the, those nail trims and baths and you've expanded to other services. Are you finding ones that are are more or or less um, desirable, or you know, people are booking mostly nail trims versus pet sits, or, or how is that balance working for you? Yeah, and I, and actually, now that the year is coming to an end, um, you know, I know one of your podcasts you mentioned a business review, um, end of the year review. Um, so I was taking a look at that with the type of services that I'm offering and which ones are in high demand. Of course, right now we have everyone traveling. Everyone feels a little bit more comfortable. Um, so there's a high demand in pet sitting. Um, so those one of the top services that I am offering is a pet sitting and then on top of that grooming as well. So those are the two that have been working um, pretty well. Um, and then there's other ones such as um, dog walking and drop-in visits, a bit less frequent and, and demand. Um, but for the most part, it's been working out with me offering grooming on top of pet sitting. So, hey, I'm taking care of your pet for a week or two. Do you want me to take care of their uh, nails or do you want me to get them groomed, bathed? You know, and that way you can, like I said before, come home to a clean pet as well. <laughs> yeah, it's this kind of it is this all-in-one solution. Uh, do you find it's an easy sell to be like, oh, if you're going away for a week, I can also groom? Or um, do people ask for that? Or what's that interplay when you're talking mm-hmm. with a client? Yeah, um, so it's been working pretty well. Um, you know, especially with my background, it's like yeah, I've noticed their, their nails are getting a little long. You might as well want me to take care of it, and it just adds more of that convenience. And that's the biggest thing is, well, you know, I'm coming back from a vacation or wherever it may be. I don't want to like have to deal with taking my dog to the vet or groomers. You know, it's like might as well take care of it all. Um, and when I offer those services, you know, it's it's like, oh yeah, you know, if you can, thank you so much. And and that's like perfect. Well, it's I'm adding that additional convenience to them as well. And if I have everything that I need, I can easily do it at their home. Yeah, and I think you know you mentioned that you're kind of you're you're learning about the grooming. It's something that you are expanding your your skill sets on. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that adding skill sets can be daunting sometimes of like, oh, I've got to learn this and this is a big task for me. Um, w- mm-hmm. Was that ever a, a thought that crossed your mind of like, oh, maybe I can't do this? Or was it just a, oh, I got to give this a try? Yeah, actually, uh, I actually started with no grooming. I am not yeah. going to start that at all. It's not <laughs> something I'm going to do. Not interested in it. Yeah. But then I was like, you know what? I started thinking. I Worked at PetSmart previously as a bather. I wasn't an actual groomer, but being a vet tech, we were grooming pets. You know, it wasn't for them to look good, right? It was for some health uh, issues or just for any healthy reasons. Yeah. Um, but then I started thinking, you know what? I I'm gonna I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to offer these services, and I started small. I started with um, family members' pets. You know, it's like, hey, can I start practicing on your pet? You know, and and I can see where where this goes. If this is a yes or a no, like if I did a terrible job, and I don't know if I would want to <laughs> keep doing this. Um, but actually, the dogs didn't come out as bad as I thought they would be. Um, and it, it's still a learning experience. I mean, I'm my. my 
learning, you know, grooming is, is nothing easy that I say you can learn overnight. You know, I'm still continuing to learn every single day. Um, but I think, you know, I just more of challenging myself and being transparent with my clients. It's like, okay, I do offer these services, but I do want to let you know, I have this amount of time of experience. If, if that's okay with you, you know, I'd be more than happy to offer that service for your pet. Um, and like I said, most of my clients have been very open and, and very helpful. They're like, Hey, hey if you want to come and practice on my pet, you can. Um, and, and I've been super thankful and, you know, I can't thank my clients more than like with all the opportunities that they've offered me. It's, it's, I'm super grateful for that. Yeah, I, you know, practicing and experimenting in low risk environments like that with friends, family, with with agreeable clients to help build that skill set, that confidence is really mm-hmm. something. And take kind of taking that risk, right? Like, I this may fail, this may turn out horrible, but we just ha- <laughs> yeah. I just have to, I just have to see. And there are a lot of times in life where we don't we don't get that opportunity, right? We're we're always kind of it's always high risk, or we it's we're perceived to be high risk in those things that we're doing on new experiments, whether in business and in life. And I love how you approach your clients with that honesty of like, look, this is a service that I offer. Uh, I This is my experience. And then kind of letting them decide. Is that, mm-hmm. how do they react to you when you say, okay, this is, this when you present them to that way? Yeah. Um, for most of my clients, everyone's been open with that idea. They're like, okay, I, I'm willing to try that. Um and actually, some of them become recurring clients for me. It's like, okay, let's schedule my dog's next room next month or in the next six weeks. Um, you know, of course, you'll get some that it's a little pushback, you know, and I don't blame them because I can't do a specific groom. I can't do a specific breeds uh, groom where it's like, well, I want this this type of um, haircut for my dog. And it's like, well, I completely understand, um, you know, and I, I also like the honesty too. It's like, no, you know, no, thank you. Um, so I do get that as well which is understandable. Um, but for the clients that I do offer those services and they would like for me to do it for them, you know, they've been very open-minded and super thankful. Like I said, um, for those clients who have allowed me and given me that opportunity. How do you find pricing that kind of service? Um, and, and where did you go to come up with your, an idea of, of what to charge for grooming, you know, when you're, when you're still learning, um, it's kind of new to the area but it is something that's earning you money. So how did you strike that balance? Yeah, um, balancing that out, it's more of like, well, I'm taking into account my experience, Mm -hmm. but I'm also taking into account as well, the convenience and me going to them. So that's something else that I have to take into account where it's like, okay, well, yes, I'm, I'm learning. My grooms aren't aren't coming out as bad as I thought they would be. So it's like, I'm doing a pretty good job. Yeah. I need to be able to come up with a rate that's appropriate for my client and for me offering these at-home grooming services. Mm-hmm. And I kind of used, um, you know, online pet stores pricing versus other pet businesses that I would see around the area and kind of base it kind of mid midpoint there, find a midpoint. Um, again, just because of, you know, coming from my experience, um, you know, I'm not, not a top groomer right, right now. You know, you're, you're going through this kind of this trial period with, with the grooming and you're gaining experience. Do you have an interest in pursuing more grooming school or, uh, just kind of, you know, going with the flow to see where this eventually goes? Yeah, I, I definitely want to get a certification in grooming, um, because I want to master all the skills that I, I offer for services because that's my goal. You know, I want to make sure, um, I at least have that background. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm at least a certified groomer. I have that experience and I can at least offer those 
you know, more with confidence as well. You know, it's like, okay, I can, I can do this. Um, so that is something that I, I am planning on doing eventually as well. And another goal for myself was to get a mobile van. Um, that is something that I potentially want to do, you know, once I grow my business. I definitely see an increasing need for mobile groomers and in the industry and with people uh, as the convenience factor, I think it starts to get priced into people's decision making. I know for Megan and myself, we have a dachshund and we live relatively busy lives. And even with just him, mm-hmm. it's like, who? there's a lot that goes into that. And so I, right. you know, when it comes to, to pricing those kind of things, that is a, a factor that we definitely have to remember is that this is giving not just peace of mind, but it's helping that person schedule. And at that point, they're making that decision of, they're making the decision of, of price versus time. And a lot of people make that decision for my time is more valuable than what I'm paying for this because I could be doing other things and it frees them up. And we tend to forget that kind of thing when we are coming out here with our prices and our services too. Yeah, that that's true. Um, again, you know, everyone has busy lives and on top of that, so well, we need to make sure that our pets are taken care of. It's like, if I can help you and like you said, have that convenience and peace of mind, I can come to you. You don't even have to worry about leaving your home. Or like I said, during a pet sitting uh, visit or drop-in visit, hey, I can take care of this while I'm here as well. Yeah. You know, you've talked about your your growth over the time that you've offered this is just amazing that you moved into a new biz, uh, area and your brand new mm-hmm. business and you're over 100 clients and, and still getting requests. How have you managed that growth? How has that been for you and your schedule? It's It's been a, a little hard, um, but I'm very well with managing uh, my time and organizing things pretty well with Again, I mentioned before, I have a full-time job. Um, so that's something that I'm really trying to implement for next year is potentially hiring an employee. I think that's the biggest thing because I've I've gotten to a point where I'm getting all these potential clients for pet sitting. I'm like, well, I, I can't keep up with this. And I need to take care of myself as well. I, I can't be working every single day. And that's been the biggest challenge, I would say, is making sure that I, I provide myself at least a day off um, just because there's, there's high demand um, and keeping everything organized, making sure that I have all these type of services that I offer in my calendar um, and be able to, to manage my time wisely where, okay, this day I have a bath schedule and a few nail trims, but I also have a drop in visit. Okay. Who am I going to take care of first what would be the appropriate time. And I also have to keep in mind the time it takes for each service. Um, so that's been a little bit uh, difficult, but I think I caught on and just trying to manage since I do cover certain areas in, in where I live kind of, okay, today I'm going to tackle on this area of um, clients. And then tomorrow I'll hit this area of clients. And okay, now I have to keep in mind the time that it's going to take to drive to each client's home and, and, you know, actually do the, the services. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you mentioned the, the, the baths. I was thinking of, um, you know, that's not a service that we offer, but when we do bathe our, our, our own dog, um, I tend to think it doesn't take very long. Um, but that's like time in the water. There's the preparation, then there's the cleanup, and then there's the, the everything else that's associated with that. How do you manage that uh, when uh, when unexpected things come up or a, a dog is, is more difficult than you expected for your day? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I like to keep that in mind for, especially when it's a new client, a new appointment. I don't really know how that's going to go. 
Um, so I like to at least add an extra 20 to 30 minutes to each appointment slot so that if anything happens, that way I am not behind on my next appointment that's scheduled after. Um, but of course, things happen, you know, and for the most part, it's just being transparent and communicating with all my clients. Hey there, you know, I'm running a little bit late. This is what happened. I'll be there as soon as possible. Um, and for the most part, everyone's been, you know, super grateful that I'm, I'm keeping that communication between them and I. Um, and with those time frames, it's actually been a huge learning experience for me, too, when I started integrating grooming. Because now I'm like, OK, it's going to take this amount of time. Now I know it's going to take about an hour or two, but I also have to consider my cleanup time. So that, that's been, like I said, a huge learning experience where now I'm just trying to think of my time frame. Yeah. Um, and now that I'm doing this more often, I already have, you know, kind of like an idea of how long it would take. Yeah. And having those, that flexibility, not just with the range of service, but also how you book in between services. I know mm-hmm. it's something that's it's hard for me to remember of like no I need I need 50 I need I need space between these because I have to physically get to that place like mm-hmm. the driving is not instant I have when we learn to teleport when I can buy that device when <laughs> Apple releases the teleportation device or whatever then that's fine we'll just schedule <laughs> be the first one to buy that <laughs> so I can just teleport from client to client to client yeah I'll save a lot of time but um you know the world reality is still here and there's always that kind of fighting that that uh, desire to pack things in as close together to quote unquote optimize our time when what we're actually doing mm-hmm. is not living in reality. And that no, mm-hmm. I've, there, there's drive time, there's prep time, there's cleanup, there's all this stuff that I have to remember. And especially as we get busy, those those gaps were like, oh well, maybe I could make it in eleven minutes as opposed to fifteen. <laughs> and you start. <laughs> I laugh because I know I I know like what's going on in my head and your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it's something to remember you know it's it's and and uh, we fall into those traps of that and, and i think that that's uh, always a good reminder to us of giving ourselves breathing room um between visits and and as you said even scheduling whole whole time off uh that 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 you have that's yours that no mm-hmm. one's gonna schedule over right yeah and that's one of the biggest goals for upcoming um for 2022 i know i expect it to get a lot busier and yeah me growing my business and having that uh, goal of hiring another employee is another thing to keep in mind. Um, Just making sure that I manage my time wisely. Have you heard of Time to Pet? Chris Ann from Raining Cats and Dogs has this to say. Becoming a Time to Pet client has been a game changer for us. We can give our pet services clients real-time cloud-based information they never imagined they'd be interested in. And most importantly, to me personally... I can better manage my company and look forward to more. And not a small thing, Time to Pet is responsive to my request for new features and modifications to existing ones. If you are looking for new pet sitting software, give Time to Pet a try. Listeners of our show can save 50% off your first three months by visiting timetopet.com forward slash confessional. Is that easy for you to take time off like that? Um, or do you kind of struggle to, to clear your calendar that way? It's been a struggle. <laughs> it definitely has been. Um, but I'm trying to keep a reminder for myself for next year. Um, I actually started to block off times now for my future schedule in the month. Um, because I know it's important. You know, we have to take care of of ourselves. And I physically already added those time slots in my calendar of like no appointments, day off. (laughs) So that's definitely going to help because if I try to do that in that moment of 
I'm already hitting January, it's going to be impossible for me yeah. to do that. Yeah, <laughs> it will because you know I've all you know I said one of the best things if you want to be busy block off a weekend and you will get more requests for that time than you would have ever imagined. It's like people can yeah. sense it. They come out of the woodwork searching for, <laughs> for your time. <laughs> right. That's how it works. <laughs> it you, know, uh, you know, one thing that I noticed is that you are very active on social media and Facebook with posts and with videos, especially. Is that something that, that came naturally to you, uh, getting in front of the camera and talking about your services and talking about what you do? Or did that have to kind of develop as you've, as you've grown? It's definitely developed. Um, I did not like the idea of it. Um, I was very shy. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, when I actually started creating these videos, it's more of like, okay, it doesn't really matter of how I look, what I say. People don't care about that. It's more of the content and the information that I'm providing. Um, so, you know, you know what? I took the initiative. You know, this is what I love to do. This is my passion. I'm going to start these videos and just show off everything that I, I know, like provide this information, these tips, these, you know, videos of what I do during my day, um, especially with all the type of services that I offer. You know, I, I want to show that to anyone who looks at my page or anyone who looks at my Instagram page, like, oh, like this is what she does. That's pretty cool. Um, so it wasn't in the beginning where I was super comfortable, but it, it is definitely gotten a lot better. And it's something that I've enjoyed now doing. That idea of, of viewing them as an educational opportunity for people, I think is a for us at least is a good motivating factor to get us in front of the camera of like, I have things that I can share and help somebody. And if it's my clients, if it's a new client, they can get to know me a little bit better. I always find that that is at least something for me that helps me press record and get get in front of the camera and go, okay, (laughs) this will help somebody. And then, and then you're off to the races. Yeah. And funny thing is like, I actually had a client who mentioned to me, she's like, Hey, I, I saw one of your videos. I had no idea what, um, anal glands are like, I've never heard of that before. It's like, Oh, like, yeah, not a lot of people know. It's like, and it, you have to think about it. It's like a lot of things that right away for you, it's like, Oh, that's common sense. You know, everyone should know that. But it's like, no, actually they don't. It's like, why not put that out there and, and teach them something new? Yeah. Where do you come up with ideas? to share and what's that process like because i know sometimes i can sit there and go it's tuesday i uh (laughs) should post i don't know (laughs) yeah honestly it's more of uh it kind of helps with my background as a vet tech because it you know i bring tips like oh did you know about this about your pet or did you did you hear about the latest news on this or preventatives you know you know the the best preventatives um that you can um, give your pet. Um, but it, it is a little bit hard to come up with ideas like every day, but it's more of, it's come down to, Hey, I want to just kind of show off what I do. So I'm going to show off what I do every single day. Yeah. Um, so, and for the most part, it's just content that teaches people, hmm. you know, um, I'm actually taking care of a puppy right now. I'm pet sitting him for about a week and a half. And I am actually continuing his training um, for my home. I'm, I'm showing him commands, like basic commands while his mom and dad are away. And, you know, it's like, perfect. This is something that I can show um, everyone, you know, what, what I'm up to, what I'm doing with him. And it's actually been amazing, a learning experience for me and for the dog and, and for uh, clients who are watching my videos. <laughs> yeah, I think when we struggle with ideas, yeah, absolutely. We turn to what we do and go, what do I do in a day? 
Cause you know what? Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what I do. Uh, <laughs> I can, yeah. I can share these little things and especially those quick pet tips. Cause when we sit down, when we start talking about sharing content or educating people, I may over we may overcomplicate it a lot of times. I'm like, great, I've got to write a a 500 word essay on this with literature cited and my own photos and put this big production mm-hmm. together. And you're like, you know what? Or you just jump in front of the camera and say, hey, did you know about this and this? Okay, great, thanks. And this is me, you know, and have a good day and just be done with it. And it's those short mm-hmm. things. It's that look, kind of fast hitting information that a lot of pet parents are, are going to be able to consume too a lot easier. And it's they're seeing your face and your literal voice. So they're getting to know you. And again, it's all about familiarity and trust that they start gaining with you. Right. And it's been great too with, with those clients who um, their pet isn't during that time is in my care. They can follow up and, and see, oh, like this is what they're up to today. And, and this is amazing. And I've been in contact with my current client who I'm taking care of her dog and, and she's loved it. She's like, sees all the pictures and videos and she's like, well, the dog's not going to want to come home anymore. (laughs) Um, So it's been great. And even it's like you said, it's the little things where, well, actually you think about, they don't know what I'm doing. What's dog walking or what are drop-in visits? Um, So it's like putting that content out there because you, you know, that's like, I already know what I do in my day, but like, what if someone's interested and they have no idea what a drop-in visit is or what I do during a drop-in visit? So it's like, okay, why not put that out there? Yeah. Yeah. And two, on top of that, um, you know, not just saying it once, it, you're, it's, it's something that you get to share over and over and over again, too, in new and different mm-hmm. ways with different dogs and different situations, it coupled with different. There's a, so much variety there that I feel like too many times we get stuck in. Well, I've, I've shared it one time. So check instead of like, yeah. OK, well, I can show it this way or do this way or I can you know repost this next year and, and reuse that same content. Yeah, I, I would agree to that. It's like, well, it's, it's the same thing that you're doing, but you can share it in a different way, too. It's like, well, you know, and people love that. People love that variety. It's like, OK, I know I've seen a dog walk before, but it's like, OK, like, what else do you do during the dog walk? You know, well, you can also do continuing training. It's like, hey, I'm teaching this dog not to pull on the leash um, or learn how to sit before, you know, we get to the end of the sidewalk. You know, little things like that to consider is to change your content as well. I'm sure you know this year has been a huge year of growth for you and a lot of learning for it. I'm, I'm sure there's been some, some challenges too. Um, mm-hmm. What are some things that you didn't expect to see? I, I would have to say it's been a little bit hard with the demand and keeping up with that and being, or just having the mentality to please everyone <laughs> or, or be able to offer these services to everyone. Yeah. Right. Um, because I'm only one person. I can only do so much. That's been one of the biggest challenges, um, as well as not having the, you know, for example, like uh, grooming. Um, I don't have a mobile van. I don't have the, the amazing equipment that a lot of groomers might have or a mobile van might have. That's been, you know, a challenge for me. But finding a way to kind of work through that has been the best thing to do. You know, it's like, well, if I can find a solution right now, then it's perfect. It's going to work out. And and it has been right now. I'm offering these grooming services where I have all my, my, my materials. I have a little grooming table that I bring um, my blow dryer, my grooming, like clippers and, and anything that I need. And I I found a little solution to it right now, um, but it is a goal eventually to, to get a van. Yeah. I, that's, you know, when I, when I hear that, I hear this, um, I, I'm content with what I have now, but I'm still dreaming for something better. 
And mm-hmm. too oftentimes we focus all of our attention on the what ifs or maybe in the future or, um, you know, and we get kind of dissatisfied with where we are. Uh, mm-hmm. And and so how, how do you walk that, that, that line between knowing that you want something better, but also looking at what you have and going, this is sufficient for right now. And my clients are happy and I'm able to get the job done. Right. I, yeah. That's the biggest thing is everyone's content. Everyone's happy. Um, I'm happy with where I'm at right now. I know I have those future goals for myself um, because I know I can provide, um, you know, these services for my clients, but it would make my job a lot easier eventually if I end up getting a van. Um, But it's just more realizing, okay, I'm in the moment right now. Everything has been working out great. All of my clients have loved the services that I've provided. And nothing has changed with my actual like vision. My, my goals for my business is providing that peace of mind, that trust, the convenience, and, and nothing of that has been affected with what I'm doing right now. That's really great to hear, to know the mission is still there and I'm still providing mm-hmm. quality service. It's just going to look different whenever I get that van. So I got to ask, what kind of van mm-hmm. are you looking for? Uh, what is it going to look like? <laughs> I actually have already pictured it. I've already had it like pictured in my head. It's going to be a nice like you know those nice big mercedes vans black in color with my logo i already know the stuff that are that's going to be included inside it's like i've done that research it's just i'm I'm waiting to to take the plunge where it's going to be the you know it's like okay i'm in this moment i think i'm going to do this and I, i will get there eventually um you know but you know at the moment like i said it's just things have been working out great let's just keep moving forward yeah, and not jumping the gun, and sometimes that can be hard to go. And it's not yet; it's not time; it's not mm-hmm. time; it's not time yet. We've got to wait a little bit longer. It's that waiting where we can get. Sometimes I know me at least. This I guess I'm just talking for myself. You get a little impatient and be like, "Okay, let's do it now." It's like, "No, I'm I'm not ready. The business isn't ready. My schedule's mm-hmm. not ready. Um, finances aren't ready. We've got we've got to wait a little bit on this because when by the when we wait, it's actually going to end up better for us, our schedule, and our business because we'll be better prepared for it." It's just knowing how long to wait and, and what that looks. And that's different for everybody. So kind of having mm-hmm. that plan and, and knowing these certain checkpoints is, is really good. Yeah. Um, and that was the biggest thing for me. It's like, well, let's plan this out. What would be the best thing to do at the moment financially? Um, and, you know, just being able to offer the services that I offer. And is this going to work out for now? And and it has been. Yeah. How how do you approach planning for things like that? Because I don't think that that's something that many people do well. Um, when you come up to a, a projecting, looking towards the future, um, how, how do you approach kind of more long-term planning for you? It would be more of, um, I'd have to say, just setting out like those, the main goal. Like right now, my main goal is to get a mobile van. All right. But what are those small goals that I can achieve right now to get to that point? Um, and my biggest challenge right now that I have for myself is just gaining more of that, that grooming experience, because I want to make sure that I, I feel hundred percent happy. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm certified. I'm a certified groomer. I'm good to go. I would want to achieve that first before getting the, you know, mobile grooming van. That way, you know, at least I've achieved these small little goals before I get to that big one. Mm. Yeah, kind of proving at each step that it's going to work, right? And having those checkpoints mm-hmm. of like, okay, I'm going to make it to this, and this is where I'll mm-hmm. be. And then I'm going to have other things to move. And just working through that plan, obviously being able to adapt and change as things come up. Nothing is set in stone. 
thankfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, and having, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and having that flexibility. But then, you know, okay, I, I can work this and it becomes manageable once it gets all down on a list or on, on paper for you. Right. Yeah. And it's a, it's a challenge. It's not easy, you know, and I'm sure, you know, too, it's like, well, you know, things can change and you have to be ready for that, making those adjustments. And I think that's a big thing with a lot of businesses too, with COVID, you know, I started when COVID hit, so I don't really know, you know, for businesses who already were in, um, in business during that time and how they were affected. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of just jumped in right when COVID hit. So it's very important for you to adjust you know, with things changing all the time because it happens. It's life. Yeah. Well, and on that, you know, you, you jumped in in the middle of COVID when a lot of things mm-hmm. were completely melting down and in like one of the most um, insecure moments in our history of at least memorable history mm-hmm. for generations. Um, that kind of thing really does impact, um, you know, how you make decisions and how you view the world. We, we right. you know, that, that really forged a lot of your expectations too. And, and how mm-hmm. you make decisions and how you plan. is some, Those are skills that many people who open businesses in more prosperous times or less stressful times or more predictable times, you know, they had to, uh, you, you, that was experience that they had to eventually gain. But, you know, for right. many people like yourself who started in 2020, 2021, that just becomes part of the game, right? And that's how you run your business and how you plan. Yeah. Um, and that's still like something I keep in mind. It's like, okay, we still have COVID, you know, it's still going around. So you still have to make those adjustments for clients. You know, it's like, Hey, you know, I always like to make sure, okay, face mask protection. Um, you know, I always like to make sure, Hey, you know, are you okay with me coming into your home? You know, it's still those adjustments that I like to think about and offer, you know, it's like, Hey, if you're not okay with me coming into your home to do a quick meal trim, we can still do it outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that flexibility and again meeting those clients' needs, which are totally different now than they were five years ago or even two years ago, right where yeah. they are, and knowing, okay, this again, this is just how I operate. These are just the questions that I ask. Most of us mm-hmm. who were in the industry for you know before COVID, we had to learn to ask those questions. That was like, ugh, I forgot to do the thing and blah blah. blah. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, oh, this is just second nature now. This is just how we operate. Right. Yeah. And like you said, it's like, well, I just kind of jumped in and, and you adapt to that. And that's all, that's all I know right now at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a really big strength. And I, I hope you, hope you know that that's going to be a really mm-hmm. big strength for you moving forward, especially with all the plans that you have. Yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> thinking about your experience and um, what you're learning about the pet care industry, what would you say makes a great pet sitter and pet care provider? I, I think my biggest thing is having that transparency mm-hmm. um, and keeping all your clients up to date with everything that's going on. For me, my biggest thing um, is when I do offer pet sitting, especially since I work from home, um, it's been making it a lot easier for me to give that peace of mind to my clients because I work from home. So I spend the night and I spend the entire day with uh, my clients' pets. So they know that they're going to be taken care of most of the day um, and I'm making sure that I'm sending them updates, not just a picture of their dog and, and that's it, you know, making sure, Hey, you know, uh, they did eat today, especially if it's the first night, um, how that night went, um, you know, by the way, you know, they were a little bit distant or they didn't want to eat their dinner, you know, giving in an update on that. Um, and, you know, having that transparency, if anything happens during that time, making sure that I communicate my, with my clients right away. And communicating the bad news is always so hard. I I, 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 I don't like having to send those updates, but mm-hmm. 
uh, the, 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 one of the reasons we were hired to help that pet is because the pet parent trusted us to tell them both good and bad news. It's not just all, pu- you know, puppy kisses and cuddles all the time. They right. trust us mm-hmm. enough to tell them when things are bad. And I have to remind myself and we have to remind ourselves that uh, I know they threw up. I'm not just going to clean it up and pretend it didn't happen. I've got to take that picture and I've got to send it to them because they need to know that because they're not here mm-hmm. because they would know it if they were. But I, I have to be their eyes and ears for their pet. Yeah, um, I, I would agree. It's like, hey, I love some. That actually happened to me. Um, I left some bananas on the counter. <laughs> I didn't really think that the dogs would get into that. And they ate four or five bananas. <laughs> so it's like, you know, making sure that I, I'm uh, updating my client. Hey, by the way, this is what happened. Yeah. Um, you know, thankfully nothing happened because there were just bananas. But, you know, I told my client right away, hey, this is what happened. Um, the dogs seem to be fine. You know, with my vet tech experience, I already know the signs to watch for. Um, so I was communicating with my client back and forth during that day. Hey, by the way, they're still doing fine. No vomiting or diarrhea. Um, and even little things like you said, you know, oh, the the dog puked a little bit. And, you know, I'm still going to send them a picture and let them know what happened, even if it's nothing bad. Um, but just making sure we're, we're transparent in that way. Yeah. Transparency. I absolutely love that word, and and I see it in um and you know how you're doing the the, the social media posts and the videos mm-hmm. and then the upfront notification of your experience and what that means for clients. And I think that's just a really honest upfront way to that that clients really see and they they respect. Right? They they don't need smoke in mirrors. They just want to know the facts mm-hmm. so that they can be because you're kind of you're trusting them to give them the rel- the relevant information and to make a proper decision. And leaving it at that. You know, there's no tricks. There's nothing involved. It's this is who I am. This is my business. This is what mm-hmm. I can provide. And leaving it at that. And knowing, okay, they're going to make that decision based on what they see and being okay with that. And that's really what a lot of that transparency is about. Right. Yeah. And especially if you're you're staying at a client's home, you know, it, it's <laughs> you you have to also you know communicate four or five hours go by what's going on you know you'll also have to learn it's a learning experience there's, there's going to be those clients who would appreciate not to have any um messages <laughs> for a while um but you know even then i still like to kind of send an update hey this is what's going on even then if i don't get a reply back sometimes which i i don't blame them you know they're on vacation um but you know i i still like to do that um and like you said the transparency is very very important because then that will keep those recurring clients That's- yeah, well, it's the it's the communication too, and then just like the the cold like business fact of it, it's kind of like a documentation mm-hmm. of how things are going and progressing. So if there are any questions or concerns or follow ups, you can scroll back and see timestamp photos and see things that were sent and say, you know, mm-hmm. hey, this is how this this is how it went. So it's kind of also a, a way to to protect our business as well. It kind of feels weird to think about it in that way, but it, but it is it's a yes and situation. It's yes, we are being transparent and providing this information to clients. And I'm also protecting myself and my business. Right. Yeah. It it goes both ways. Um, And at the end of the day, it helps your clients and it helps your business. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You've, you've learned a lot in in your time. Uh, What, what advice would you like to share with, with other pet care providers or or resources that you enjoy um, that, that you Mm -hmm. would like more people to know about? I, I would really recommend, and it's something that I'm still learning is using your your social media platforms um, to connect with people because there's so many free sources out there. You have Facebook, you have Instagram. One of the biggest thing that I've just started getting into is LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, LinkedIn's going to you know get a lot more more people on, and it's going to get very popular, and it's going to possibly take over. So 
that's one of the biggest things that I, I recommend um, any pet care owner or anyone in the business is finding those resources and those free resources. That's most important. It's free. So take advantage of it. And, and the amount of, of reach that you, you can get is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. How do you decide what content to share across those platforms? Or are you kind of picking and choosing or is it kind of all similar at this point? Um, it depends, you know, um, with Instagram, it's more of like sharing, you know, videos, Facebook's more content with, uh, sometimes more educational tips and pictures. Um, but with LinkedIn, it's a little bit more of that professional look. Um, and you know, I do end up changing my content here and there a little bit, um, for each platform because, you know, it it is, there are different clients for each um, platform. That's something that I've also started learning. Like, okay, well, I have specific clients who go on Facebook only. And then I have maybe just more of a younger generation who are on Instagram and it's kind of having those adjustments to your content is important too. You said that word professional. Do you see yourself Mm -hmm. uh, as a professional in in pet care and in grooming? I do. I do see myself uh, as a professional. Yeah. A pet care um, business owner, anything, however you like to say it, I I do see myself. (laughs) Are those are those words weird to you? Because I know they were weird to me whenever I started thinking of myself as a business owner, uh, you know, and as a professional. I was like, oh, that seems kind of weird. That's not. <laughs> it took me a little while, yeah. <laughs> to, to figure that out about, about who who I was. Yeah, I, I would agree. In the beginning, I was like, well, you know, I just these are the services I do, and it's like, well, no, it's like, well, I made my business official now. It's like, well, I'm a business owner. These. I'm a professional, you know, it's like, I'm still trying to adjust to the professional groomer (laughs) just because again, I'm still trying to perfect that. Um, But I mean, eventually, you know, it's like, well, yes, I'm a professional pet groomer. Yeah. You've talked about a lot of your, your goals about the van, possibly hiring somebody going full time. Mm -hmm. What else are you looking for in the future? Maybe long, longer term for you in this? Uh, longer term, um, I actually want to connect with uh, commercial services. So I actually listened to one of your podcasts. I'm not really quite sure what episode it was, but someone recommended contacting hotels and offering um, dog walking services and drop-in visits for potential clients um, who are staying at hotels. Yeah. Um, so that's one of my my biggest achievements that I'm I'm going to get you know, for next year. And actually, just started contacting a few hotels right now. Um, so that's something I'm I'm looking forward to doing for next year. Yeah, those partnerships mm-hmm. are so valuable. Uh, and many mm-hmm. times when you contact them, you'll get people who go. Oh, that's an amazing idea. Yeah, let's try and figure that out. You know, it may take some convincing for people to to work on. Um, mm-hmm. I know um, some other things that people are are, are working on, or um, as as companies are trying to retain more employees, they're looking for benefits to offer people. So if you have small to to medium sized businesses with a couple employees, you know, pitch your services to them to say, hey, add this as a benefit. People work for you; yeah. they get discounted in, uh, uh, pet care services. Um, for as a benefit to them, and you can kind of kind of see if there's a market for that too. As people look to retain the, the talent that they have, that you can help them in that too. Right. Yeah, and that's a great idea. I actually, didn't think about the employees of the hotels. Um, so yeah. that's a great idea. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I see. There's a there's just so much potential, and there's a lot of exciting things on the horizon uh, to take to mm-hmm. take advantage of as we try and make make our mark and, and make the business our own. And, and again, to kind of continue to, to change the industry and improve it for, for not just us, but for, for everybody. 
Right. And and the biggest thing is like reaching those pets that are in need. You know, it's like we're all busy. We all have busy lives, but we can't forget about our pets. No, no, not at all. Uh, Griselle, thank you so much for coming on the show mm-hmm. today and, and sharing your journey and um, encouraging us with, with your growth and everything that you have moving on into the future. I know there's a lot going on and there's a lot of things uh, that you would like to share and get connected with as well. So how can people get in touch with you, follow along with your business and, uh, and start getting connected? Yeah. So I, like I mentioned before, I have my Facebook page. Uh, it's Royal Pets. It's A-R-R-O-Y-O. P-E-T for pets. So it's a royal pet. I have that on my Facebook group, my Instagram, LinkedIn on top of that too. Um, but I am also great with text message. People can contact me through phone, email, um, whatever works best for them. So I'm all, I'm all over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, carrier pigeon. Do you accept that yet? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, not, yet. <laughs> not yet. Okay. Another goal for next year. Maybe. Um, no. Yes. There you go. <laughs> no, no again, uh, Grisel, I, I can't thank you enough. Um, I, I've really enjoyed this conversation and, and learning from you and, and hearing about all the great things that you have working on. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, of course. No, I, it's my pleasure. Thank you. And I really do appreciate this opportunity. It's been a great, like a phenomenal experience for me. Thank you so much. Is it easy for you to be in the moment? I know it is really difficult for me. Being in the moment means that we aren't just being present. We aren't thinking about the things that are in front of us. Being in the moment also means embracing the situations that we are in and being thankful for them. As Griselle talked about, she is completely content with her ability to conduct and run her business right now, and yet at the same time, dreams for things in the future. That is something that I believe that we should all strive for, being happy and content with what we have right now, while at the same time knowing that we can do things better in the future. But this is what we have right now, being in the moment, being present, being thankful for the things that we have around us, for the business that is supporting us and our staff if we have them. Because then we never feel pressured into making decisions that we'd rather not. And we don't feel like we have to move forward with something just because we've already come so far. When you are content and happy with what you have, it means that you don't have to make rash and quick and hurried decisions because you've got to change to something new and better. I know that's something that I am definitely needing to work on in 2022. We'd like to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Time to Pet. And we really want to thank you for listening. We hope you are having a wonderful week and we'll be back again soon. Thank <laughs> you.